Welcome to A Different Way of Traveling. This is a podcast where we discuss travel for persons with disabilities and special needs in South Africa and beyond with our host, Lois Strachan. Join us as we share inspiring stories of people who travel, exciting accessible travel experiences, and showcase service providers who will accommodate those with special needs. And now, on with the show. Hi there, and welcome to today's episode of A Different Way of Travelling, a podcast on accessible travel brought to you by Accessible South Africa. I'm Lois Strachan. Today, we're taking you into the water as we chat to Meki Motsabi, a woman who learned to swim as a visually impaired adult. During the interview, Meki talks about the Midmar Mile, which is the world's largest open water swimming event, which takes place each year in South Africa, in KwaZulu-Natal, at Midmar Dam. And it usually has around 15,000 swimmers that take part. But rather than me giving you all the background to Makey's swimming adventures, let's dive straight into that interview. different way of traveling we're chatting to Meki Motsabi. Now Meki I think I should start calling you a mermaid because what we're (laughs) talking to you about today is your love of water sports. How are you doing Meki? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so 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 much. So lovely to have uh, to be on your podcast. I'm so excited and I cannot wait to share my experience uh, with you. Well, we're looking forward to hearing what you have to share with us as well. But maybe we Thank should take you. a step back and just yeah. ask, who is Meki? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, no, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> so Meki is um. 37 years old. I am from the villages of Rastamek. I was born and brought up in Muruleng. I'm a village girl. <laughs> so so I, was, I was born and brought up there and I'm one of six children. I'm a twin to a boy. And yeah, so I yeah, grew up in the villages, came to move to Johannesburg when I was 21. Um, Yes, then since then I have been independent from my family and living in Johannesburg. And yeah, that has been briefly, I would say, it's Meiki. Great, thank you. Yes. And if I'm correct, you are visually impaired? Yes, I am totally blind, like Eskom is done, honey. It's not even low shading, <laughs> it's real stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally blind. I have no vision at all. And you became blind as an adult? Of course, of course. If you like, I can share my story with you. Tell us a little bit. That would be great. Okay, great. So, I, as I said, uh, growing up in the villages, I was uh, perfectly normal. In, 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 I was able-bodied, actually. I shouldn't use the word normal. I was able-bodied till the age of 19. And I grew up not being a sick child. I've never been sick. A healthy child and uh, doing, you know, enjoying what children enjoyed. At the age of 18, I went and started to study at the university. And at the end of that year, Louis, um, so I started having headaches. They were so heavy. They were like headache on my forehead. And they were so heavy, and my vision was bad. So I thought at some stage I'll be able to see properly. But yeah, so I started having headaches and stiff neck and vomiting. And every time I would eat, I would I would vomit. And yeah, as a result, I lost so much weight. Oh, Louis, I must say, I looked so sexy that time because I lost so much weight. <laughs> so then um 
So what, what the doctor said, they said I had a condition called idiopathic intracranial hypertension. So what it is, idiopathic, medically speaking, it means they don't know what, what causes the condition. And idiopathic means, I mean, intracranial means inside the scalp and hypertension is elevated fluid. So, and I had meningitis-like symptoms, but it's not meningitis. So all that led to my blindness. And, and actually the interesting part, Louise, is that in a period of two months, all this happened in a period of two months and I was totally blind. And nobody saw it coming, including myself. I have never thought I'll be blind because I thought it was just a headache. Once the headache goes away or everything stops, life will be back to normal. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, that was not the case. And the doctor said, no, actually they realized later what was really happening. They were, they were not sure. They were busy trying to treat the symptoms. They didn't realize that it was actually pressure on the spinal cord. So I actually had to do the lumbar puncture. So they say the normal pressure is 10 to 15. Mine was 41. So they had, it was super high, super, super high. They had to do the number puncture to drain the pressure, which was the most painful experience of my life. So then I remember uh, being in hospital, Haranka Hospital, because back then, in, you know, in, in Rustenburg, they said that there was nobody who could do the lumbar puncture. I had to be referred to Harangua, which is which is in Pretoria. Uh, I, I know the hospital now is called Sefako Makatu. But back then, for you to do lumbar puncture, you have to leave Rustenburg to Pretoria. So that's why I was admitted in uh, Sefako Makatu Hospital. And yeah, I remember the, 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 the doctor saying that there might be a chance that when I do, before the lumbar puncture, he said, when I do the lumbar Panther, I might have some vision, might. And I remember because the dumbbell puncher was like really sore and I was on uh, an anesthesis for, they put me immediately on that. And when I when I woke up, actually even woke up before then, it took me three hours. I think the normal time is three to five, but I'm sure I was, I couldn't wait to wake up to see if I'll be able to see or not. So I, when I woke up and I remember thinking, okay, I'm awake now. So it's a moment of reality. I'm going to open my eyes. Probably I might see a light or see something. And when I opened my eyes, voila, it was just dark. And I remember just, yeah, I was just paralyzed of disappointment and and everything else. And yeah, because I was only 19 by then. And yeah, I went through such a uh, um, difficult time of my life. It was so difficult to kind of like now thinking of life being fully sighted and now I'm totally blind. And the, the first blind person I've ever met is myself. So I've never, never seen a blind person. I have no idea what to expect. Um, yeah, so I thought, you know, university, you know, I had dreams going to varsity. I'm like, yo, I'm going to buy, well, buy, get a degree, buy a car and whatnot. And all that has gone down the drain. And now I'm blind. I, I know, like, yo, it was the most horrible time of my life. And yeah, but yeah, I went through it. And today I'm here. And I think just that's a very, brief where you went through it and now you're here and you've done so much since losing your sight of um, course. Of and course. amongst those is what we're talking about today <laughs> you learned to swim as an adult yes yes as as a blind adult yes <laughs> so what so, water sports have you done in the last little while, because I know it's quite a, you know, you're still learning and doing new ones as we go, but what have you yeah. done so far? What water sports? Okay, now I, I have swam Medma, I have done surfing, I have done scuba diving. Uh, yeah, so those are the things that I've done uh, in, in terms of sports. I've learned to swim. What was it like learning to swim after losing your sight? And yes. as an adult, because, you know, I, many of us learn when we're children, that that's one yeah. thing, but yeah. learning as an adult and as a blind person. 
Nochrage, just to edit as a blind person. Okay. okay, so so let me just take you back how the journey began. What was the thinking behind? So I remember I used to listen to, to sports um, every Saturday, laying on my bed. And as a, as a blind person, really, we have limited sports that we can do on our own. Um, most of all, the sports that I know, you need an, a guide or somebody else to do sports with you. So there's like very few that I, you can do on your own. And even when you try to, to exercise or something like you, you cannot, I personally couldn't just take my cane and go for a walk. It's going to be tough. <laughs> so I'd walk at distance or something like that. So as a result, I, I enjoy exercising sometimes, not all the time. And I was just thinking what sports to do. So I remember think, listening to the radio and they started speaking about swimming. And I'm like, oh, I'm interested in this. And I then wrote a letter, <laughs> wrote a letter to Sum SIM to say, guys, I would, I'm a blind person and I've never swum in my entire life. And I would like to learn to swim. And Suma says, like, wow, we'll be happy to teach you to swim. And, yeah, that's how way the, the journey began. So, yeah, so the, sorry, was it? No, carry on. Okay. So then the journey began that way, and I was introduced to, to I went to um, a, a swimming club, and when I got there, there was a, a guy called Damon uh, Roberts, uh, Chris Damon, and he, 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 he was, he's a young man, and he told me he's never taught uh, a blind person to swim from scratch, whereas he has taught adults to swim. And he's like, we're going to just have to travel this journey together. I'm like, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> no experience. Am I going to be a guinea pig? <laughs> and I said, but then at the same time, I felt comforted because at least I, he, did, he didn't have to compare me with anyone. So I didn't feel that pressure because every time, because yeah, so every time when you do something that somebody else has done, it's always the comparison. So then for me, it was quite nice because, you know, I'm like, okay, so he's, he's trying this with me. So it means I can be myself. I have no pressure to try to impress or something like that, or maybe to, yeah. So then I remember the first session we had, Louis, and he says to me, because I had no idea what would be the first lesson. The first lesson he says to me, I'm just going to introduce you to the water. And I said, well, I wonder how what, how will that be, you know. And he he just took my hand. Okay, well, we did the showing of how to work with me and everything else because he has not encountered a blind person before. Then I showed him how to work with me. And he just said to me, you know, I'm just going to put you in a baby's pool. The water should be up to your knees or a little above your knees, and, but I'm going to take you through the process. And he was all uh, dressed up and ready to go into the water with me. And I remember he he, he put me at the shallow of the, of, the, of the pool and showed me how to jump into the pool and how to jump out. And after that, and he took my hand and we started walking in the pool. We walked from one end to another. And just for me, for him to show me, like, really, the water is the same level <laughs> and it's not that deep so don't be scared and I was walking super slow because I was so scared because you know I've got the images of 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 um of a, a dam or a river like aggressive water brah not like, not like a stable water like a pool I, yeah so I, yeah so we went through and yeah so that was the first lesson and I remember he he just said to me he, he gave me the Ah, what you call it? a noodle? Hey, I hate that till today because <laughs> it was one of the first things that I had to do. He gave me a noodle, and he's like, "Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna float in the water, and I hold your hand." No, actually, he, he wanted to leave, and I'm like, "No." He's like, "Okay, I'll hold your hand." I'm like, "Okay," and he holds my hand. That was the first session. Okay, so a lot has happened in between. So we started using <laughs> we started using um, a board to hold on to the board, the noodle, and I, I I hated fans since I think I used them twice, and I find that like really you know funny to to work with, and we end up not using them. I till today I know how to swim without using fans. I can't those things. 
And yeah, so he take me through the process. I used to go there once a week and would would go from 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 strength to strength. And I remember when he taught me how to breathe in the water, which I still hate till today. I swallowed water and <laughs> I was like, I thought I was dying. I was gasping for air and like, oh, I was so dramatic. And he's like, no, you'll be fine. I'm like, I'm fine. Drinking water through my nostrils and my mouth. I was so fine about it. <laughs> but I didn't say that, of course. Yeah, but that was the experience. So, and uh, I remember, you know, the things that I still remember today, you know, every time you go like kick, 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 you know, every time I hear that word, I really don't enjoy it because those are one of the moments that I hated about swimming. Like, because he would tell me to kick my legs even strong, harder. And I'm thinking, I'm kicking harder. What is harder? <laughs> You know, what I mean? you know, you gotta kick, 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 kick those legs, kick those legs. Yeah, but it was a beautiful experience. And one of the days, I remember, uh, uh, even with the nudge, I remember saying, no, "I don't want this stuff anymore." So I, and I think he was really, really um, uh, a, 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 a trying. You know, he was, he wasn't harsh on me. So I had to be the one kind of deciding. No, I don't want this metal anymore, and I can float. And one of those, I don't want this board anymore. And, I, so, and from there, he started pushing me because I, th- I think he realized that now I was starting to get used to water and he started taking me to a big pool, water me. And he, he took me to the deep end. And I'm, at least I'm 1.62 meters tall. And that pool at the deep end, it's, I think it's 1.8 or something like that. So it means literally when I sit, when I stand, water covers me from head to toe. So I can't even stand there. Then he took me and he, he showed me how to stand that side and the breathing that I need to do. Oh, that was the most scariest thing ever. Yo, like water covered because the, the baby's pool you can stand you can always stand and, and, and do your thing but the the big pool you I struggle to be integrated to it I'll swim halfway and go back and you know go where I go back to where I started and because you used to put a noodle then when I reached the middle I know that I have to go back one of the states he removed it I didn't realize I swam and when I was when I beginning to doubt I was like almost at the other side, and he's like, you're actually almost at the other side. I'm like, what? I got a fright. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, you know, I started getting used to words, and he started teaching me the coolest thing to dive. Oh, love it. I love to dive. <gasps> First time he taught me how to dive, I'm like, why did you teach me this from the first day? <laughs> you had to learn to swim first. And, oh, I enjoyed it. Do you know, I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy diving. Um, because you can just let go and and just trust that everything will be fine. <laughs> like you have no control. Like you're so and something I actually enjoy about water is that um it's a, it's an independence that I have in the water. Because when I'm on land, especially on an open area, I have to use my cane. I have to use something to help me. It's easier to hold on to somebody or something like that. Whereas when I'm in the water, it's just me. I can be myself. I can just be on my own. Only water supporting me. And yo, yeah, one of the lessons I've learned about water is that don't fight water. Because every time I would try to fight water to hold on to it or something like that. So one of the lessons I learned is that don't fight water. And what I understood from there is that water is your friend. Just, just be with the water. Exist with the water. Don't, don't, don't try to, to fight the water and come against it because it will definitely show you. It will show you flames. Um, so, yeah, the more you relax and just be with the water, it, it, will, it will do you good. And when I learned to float, it was also the most beautiful thing. I still float till today after swim. The last thing I do, the, the last thing I do, I, I just float. I enjoy floating so much. It's so peaceful and I can just relax in the water. So I, 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 I love, I love, love water. I think it's, it's, it's a worst. People have been keeping such a nice thing from me all these years because I learned to swim like three, three, going for four years now. And yeah, so since I've been in the water till today and I've been enjoying it. It sounds like you had a really, really good teacher. Yeah. But I want to, so from learning to swim, swimming in a 
fairly safe environment in a pool to swimming the mid-mile mile. Tell me about that journey. What made you make the decision to try and swim the mid-mile mile? Okay, so... So you know swimmers, man, because now at, at the swimming pool, it's, it's a swimming club. So there are other people that come there. They speak about me, how cool is that? And, and I'm like, what? I want to do that. And my coach is like, yeah, I think you can, you'll, you'll be what you will find. You can do it. And I challenged myself to do it. And I had no idea what it was. I've never done it. I like, I had no idea at all. But I challenged myself to it uh, because I believe yeah, I believe I can just do better. <laughs> I just thought, and by the time I was just learning, I had just learned to swim for a year. And when I challenged myself for, for Mitma, and I had a, because I remember it was, yeah, I had a, the following year I was going to swim Mitma, which is in Feb. And I started practicing for Mitma. I pushed, I pushed, I pushed. And in order for you to swim Mitma, you need to swim an open water event. Um, to qualify if you yeah so I had to do an open water experience which was in um, uh, Critical Moon Challenge it's somewhere in Jobek close to Lanseria we went to the dam there to go swim there oh, it was there was I was so nervous I remember um because now it was like it was the first event of I've participated with other people so I remember getting to the place there were so many people and uh, I think I was the only blind person there. And, okay, so when we got to the water, it's in the dam, and it's the first time I've ever swam on on, on a place where there's nothing to hold on to. Because normally when I swim at the pool, I, I swim against the, the wall. So I can stand any time and hold on to the wall. And there's always a rail uh, on the other side. You can always stand and, and lean on it or whatever, whatever. Should I swallow water, I can always you know, hold on to something and cough and stuff, stuff like that. But now when you come to the to the dam, there's absolutely nothing. There's lots of thing, I think. And, and I'm thinking, because I swim with my coach, uh, obviously, because otherwise I was going to swim screen. I was going to swim back. But the other people are going the other direction because now it's an open water. There's nothing that you can. So you really need somebody to swim with. So they can just push you to the right when, when you try to go back or something like that to push you in the right direction. So, yeah. In, 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 yeah. So I saw my thing, but I remember just going into the water, just putting my feet, yo, I started having all the nerves. And he, okay, so we walked and he said, like, go. Then, because he told me when, when, it's, when it's time to, you know, get into the water and so he told me to go. But yeah. So he just said, go, yeah. I said, breaststroke. Oh, by the way, I, I assume that my breaststroke is the best. It's my strongest stroke. And I swim breaststroke, the very funny breaststroke you've ever seen. But yeah, I assume that. And a very, very funny freestyle. So, so I, 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 swim, I do a little bit of, of everything, of the three strokes. But then my, my bad stroke is my strongest stroke and is the one that is perfect. But the others, I do the funny, funny things. I've got my own way of swimming them. Because with, with breaststroke, I don't want to get my head into the water. Because that, that experience of swallowing water, I think it, it, it really put me off. I still get scared to put water in my face into the water. So that's why I assume the breaststroke, but with the head outside. So they call it a tiny breaststroke because tiny still want to get their hair wet. So I'm like, I'm a tiny as well. <laughs> so yeah. So then when I go to the water and it's like, okay, so are you so you're going to start with maybe a, a, a breaststroke, then you go to back or what you're going to do? And I said, no, I'm just going to swim back. And when once I got into the water, Oh, Louis, the most beautiful thing happened. There was nothing to hold on to. There was absolutely nothing but just water. What a beautiful thing ever. I have never experienced such a beautiful experience with the water. I just swam with nothing disturbing me, with like no wall, no, no rail, no, no nothing. It's just you and the water. And I remember finishing it and... That was, that, was, that was also my proudest moment when I finished it. And thinking that, wow, actually, I enjoy swimming the day more than I swim in the pool. 
because in the pool there's a wall, there's, there's a rail, you can only swim a lab and the next thing there's a wall, you have to go back and the next thing there's a wall, you have to go back and whereas in an open water, there's absolutely nothing, 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 nothing. So you can, you can I can go with, with my thoughts, I can go very wild with my thoughts. I can, like, I can go, like, I can think whatever what I think because whereas in a pool, I'm busy counting the labs, I'm busy being aware of getting to the other side because I've got things that, that let me know when because there's a water pressure that I, when, when I feel that water pressure I know that I'm almost at the other side so I slow down because I don't want to hit my my head against the wall so all these things you've got to remember while swimming on the pool whereas in the dam there's nothing of that that well the freedom there's nothing nothing that you think of <gasps> I enjoyed my time. I was actually swimming slow. My time was like really bad. But yeah, I couldn't be bothered. I was enjoying myself. So it wasn't about the competition or anything else. So I was just enjoying myself, just being and, and just being with the water. So it was the most beautiful thing ever. So I finished that. It was in December, I remember well. Then uh, and automatically I, I qualified to swim with Ma and uh, come 2019, just before 2020, just before COVID, because we swam it in Feb. And then I, I went and saw Medma. Yeah, driving down to Murray's bag. It's a beautiful, beautiful. Oh, the training. Oh, yeah, the training was like a bit intense. Um, I was happy to do 64 laps. So with 60, 60 laps is 1.5 kilometer. And Midma, it's, it's like one and a half, one, one mile and a half, which is 1.5. But then, because you know, it's you still have to walk there and what they said for you to be ready, you have to swim like 76 laps. So I have uh, weeks leading up to that. Well, I swam 76 laps and there was a day that I actually swam 80, I think twice, but I don't want to do it again. Please don't tell my coach. (laughs) (laughs) So I had two people and Oh, yeah, so I got to the start line and yo, but Midma was more fun because now I'm used to the dam because I've swam the open water. So it was more, I didn't have all the anxiety and everything. I, I promise you, I just enjoyed every little moment of it because at least I know more or less what you expected. But but the, the difference now is that Midma, it's super, super full. There's so many people swimming at the same time, so many people. So we had to... I mean, I let the, the, the fast guys to go first because, I mean, they were going to just push me out of the way. So we just let them go. Then I, I swam. And my, my friend t- tells me that I swam past um, and, and a child and, and other people. I got so excited when I was told that. So I swam past somebody else. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, so I enjoyed the moment I was going, like, yo, I enjoyed, I, I kept on saying to them, I'm enjoying this. And they're like, but you got to push. I'm like, I couldn't be bored, but so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I finished my midma and the most beautiful moment coming out, everybody cherishing you and getting that medal that says midma. Yay! Having conquered the midma mile, you then went on to scuba diving. Yes. Yes. What is yes. that experience like for someone who is blind? Sure. Yeah. So because I love water, because uh, I was, I guess I was introduced very well to the water. <laughs> so that I, I had such a good relationship with the water. So I went scuba diving when I, when I had the opportunity to go scuba diving. I did. I had no idea. Uh, what was scuba diving because um, yeah I've never experienced it because yeah well you know coming from the villages you don't know much about the water sports and oh yeah so I had to be taken through and explain what is scuba diving so I did it at the swimming pool and the pool I think it was uh, did they say five meter um, deep something like that so I couldn't have not been able to stand because I'm 1.62 so there was not a chance <laughs> so then I was introduced to, to scuba diving all those things that uh, that comes with it with the with the and, and you, you know what the only other thing that I love about scuba diving is the fact that they give you something to breathe through like like a tank you know because <laughs> I really I really don't enjoy breathing with my face in the water. So when, when I discovered that, I'm like, this is so cool. I can do that. So, yeah. So, 
say I was introduced to scuba diving. We were taught a little language of scuba diving. How do you, because as a blind person, um, you now had to, you'll be guided by somebody, you'll be with somebody. Now, how do you know if your tank is still okay? Your your uh, cylinder, if it still has air, are you still good? Then there's a sign that you do in water. So the language that we, they call it scuba diving language, I think. And um, so there's, there's, there's a language, that, the language is also international as well. So I should be fine if I go to overseas and do scuba diving in terms of the language. And yeah, so the other thing was that how do you sign to say I'm I'm not fine, I'm not feeling that good, I want to come up, I want some air or something like that. So we did that, and I was it was kind of like nerve breaking because um there was so much to remember. Well, I thought it was so much to remember, and I was always scared that what if I get it wrong? You know, when I what if I'm trying to tell this guy that I want to come out and he doesn't he doesn't get it, and I'm deep down there. I mean, five meters, yo. So I had that little little fear at the corner of my heart and thinking, yeah, but I think I'm gonna enjoy it. But oh boy, as soon as I had all the gear on and I, I've got everything on, as soon as I go into the water, oh. All the fear gone, just dropped everything. I just knew that I'm here and I'm here to enjoy. And you know, unlike swimming, for the first time I'm in the water and I don't have to kick and I don't have to use my strength. That's a first. <laughs> and you can just be underwater. So they had they had all small, you know, small toys like your your fish and stuff like that. And as we were going underwater, we'll pick them up because there was a time that was right on the floor, like on the floor, 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 like five meter down. <laughs> and I sat there and I picked some fishes and felled them and went on and pick up stuff and fill them and and just keep on, on on showing my my the person that I was I was swimming with, I was scuba diving with that I'm I'm fine, I'm happy. And there was time that he just decided we went up and just wanted to find out, am I still fine? I'm like, what, what are you doing? I want to go in. And he's like, no, I want to find out if you're still fine. I said, like, yeah, I'm fine. I could have told you. <laughs> I, was, I was a little bit like disappointed, like, no, man. I said, I'm fine. So, yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed that. I, I really enjoyed it. But I think it's more like a visual sport. If you're visual, you're going to enjoy it more because there's a lot to see. Uh, but just being in harmony with your mind and not having to kick or having to do anything and you're in the water and you're just enjoying that time and floating and yeah that for mentally I think that it really does a lot you get to relax and and, and just just enjoy and just be and I thought it was a like an effortless um activity yo Louis I was hungry for days but I didn't even realize that it was hunger like I was hungry for days, for like three days. Like I just woke up with a headache and thinking, what's wrong? Because I normally don't have a day. And I realized after like two days or so, that because I kept on eating the usual portions. And when I Google it and thinking that I'm, I'm feeling symptoms and I was like a bit scared, like what's going on? And like, oh, have you eaten? And I started eating a lot after like two days and I was fine. So I learned something when you scuba dive, you must just eat. <laughs> just eat. Because when I spoke to other guys as well, after like three days or so, and told them what had happened, we like, oh, forgot to tell you that you must eat a lot. <laughs> so there is that, that rule that when you scuba dive, you must make sure that you eat. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but it was, it was the most calm and very, very calm and, and, and a beautiful experience as well. I just want to clarify something because I'm, I'm not quite certain that I understand. Mm. So, you had to learn to communicate with yes. your dive partner. Is, yeah. Was that using hand gestures? Of course. And other of gestures? Course. Because you obviously can't speak, you're underwater, you're yes. using breathing apparatus. Yeah. How did yeah. your dive partner communicate with you? Because you, as someone who's blind, mm-hmm. wouldn't see his or her hand signals. So how did they Brilliant communicate question. back? Brilliant question. So you know what happened? So when you skip a dive, the guy held at my hand, my left hand, right? Then my right hand, I, I use it to fill things and everything else. 
So now, for example, if if you're not fine or you're not well, you will shake his hand. Mm-hmm. You know how you shake a person's hand, more yes. or less? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 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 so he will do that. So if he wants to communicate with me, he will turn my hand and do fingers. So like, and because if I want to know if, if the cylinder is still there, I'll put three fingers. I can't remember how many fingers now. Then I'll put those fingers and he will turn my my, 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 my hand ups and down, like normal way where you receive, then he will sign on them, on my on my hand. Then I'll, I'll get what he's saying and I'll make the sharp, you know, the sharp sign that, yeah, I got you. Then like sharp, like, mm-hmm. you know, when you got your thumb up. And yeah, so I'll, I'll just give him a thumbs up that I heard what he said. And when he, he would still ask if I'm still okay, he might even tap on my on my shoulder, like like yeah, by my shoulder. He would do that, and I'll just give a sharp uh, um, thumbs up um, sign. So yeah, so he would communicate it that way. That's the way that he used to communicate. And that was all things that you needed to learn and understand yes. before you went into the water. Okay. Exactly. That's the thing that you needed to master. Can you see my fear now that, because if you get those wrong, bruh, yes. everything can go wrong. You forget <laughs> so the signal and tell him the wrong thing. Hmm. Exactly. Exactly. What if you say the wrong thing and he doesn't get you, you know? So that was my biggest fear. Like, what, if, what if I forget? What if there are lots? What if, what if, what if, what if? What? So but then it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad at all, at all. So actually we went as a, as a, as a group and I'm proud to say I was the first to be ready to go into the water. Because, ah, you know, we, we started, yeah, thank you. Because we, start, we started at the shallow end and they, 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 they check if you're ready and everything else. And my, my, my I was calling him a chop coach. And he just said, no, let's go. I think you're ready. And I'm like, I think also, I think I'm ready. So yeah, then we went. So I was, I was the first to go into the water amongst my guys. And time goes quickly. You know, I couldn't believe that I've been in the water like for about three hours or so. But then I didn't feel like it. When I came out, I was so shocked to hear that I've been in the water for like that long. I was really, really shocked to hear. So you can't even feel time. You're just in your own world. And But it's beautiful. You know, hearing you say that, I seem to remember you saying exactly the same thing about you can't believe how fast the time went when you tried surfing for the first time recently. So maybe we should take a side step or swim and go into your experiences learning to surf. Because that was recent. That was last month. Yes. Yes, it was almost three weeks ago. Yeah, it was last month. Yes. Ah, man, <laughs> man. <laughs> I, I think that 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 blew me away. That that ah, my friend, that is it's, it's the best thing ever. It's best thing ever. Okay, so when I had the opportunity to go surfing down in Cape in in, in Durban because I'm in Joburg, so we drove down to. To Durban and then I was gonna go to the sea and surf. So I I kind of like was not scared because I'm now I'm like confident in the water. So I had I wasn't scared of the water and everything else. But now is the waves is different from stable water. And because I remember one of the questions I was asked because before you surf, they ask you some questions just in the preparation of, of surfing, questions like um have you swam before? Can you swim? Have you swam in waves and stuff like that? And I remember, I remember saying, they asked me, have you swam in waves? Because remember at, at um, Mitma, you have all these boats uh, uh, traveling up and down for those who might have emergency and need to jump up uh, out, out of the water and stuff like that. So whenever they go past, they will just create a wave. <laughs> and I said to, 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 to the surfing person, I said, uh, unless you can't bear this waves, and they're like, no, that's not waves. <laughs> like that's waves, because whenever the, the 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 boat will go past, I'll feel it. They had to, my friend, they had to even tell me when the boat was coming, because the first time I got a fright, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, why is it the water, you know, like that? And they're like, oh no, it's it's um it's it's a boat, and yeah. So from there, when the boat will come, they will, I told them to tap me twice. I forgot to mention this to tap me twice to let me know that it's coming. So I, I was I was kind of like ready. So then 
uh, with with surfing and they're like, okay, now you haven't, you haven't, yeah. So then we went down to to, to Durban and I was given a, a wetsuit. Oh, I knew it was happening. I just jumped into my bow. I was so super excited. <laughs> I'm like, I thought two experiences where in the beginning I was like a little bit scared and stuff like that. But this one from the beginning, when I got in my wetsuit, I'm like, yes. It's happening. It's, yeah. So then I got on my wetsuit. It was such a struggle. My, my friend had to help me to, to get on to it because I had no idea what, what the hell was going on. And <laughs> so I, I, yeah, so we went and I was given the surfboard, introduced to the surfboard as a blind person. So I, I felt it. I felt every, like I, they showed me with my hands and knowing exactly what is what and where is what. And uh, for me, it was, I wasn't nervous at all, to be quite honest. I was, couldn't wait to get into the water. <laughs> like, I really couldn't wait to get the water. And the whole process of explaining what's going to happen, how we serve, because they had to teach me because I, 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 I've not, never done it. So it was the first. And they told me how it's going to happen. It took less than five minutes and we were in the water because I really couldn't wait. And, yeah. <laughs> So then we, it was in the morning and there was less people at the, at the beach and which, which was nicer. And I just laid on my, on my tummy and I was on that surfboard and they told me, okay, so we're going to go through the wave. And so the first two times the guy went with me, my coach went with me. And the third time when he said, do you think you can do it on your own? I said, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's the courageous. And the wave came, and oh, what a beautiful thing ever! Because the wave, you go on top of the wave, and you can feel it. It just ah, oh, it's so beautiful. It, it it's the most beautiful thing. Like it gets me, it's like it, you know, your adrenaline. Yeah, it's it's just on. Like you give me that vibe, but that oh, that's all. Like oh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain the feeling. It's like so beautiful, and. I remember, and I, I started because the first time I went to the wave, the guy was quick to come to the other side, and the second one I remember it was a double wave, so I went like really far, and he he took a, a, a minute or so to come. He didn't come as quick as the first time, but I wasn't even worried or scared or anything. That like, where is he? Because every time he's come, he would he would let me know. He's like, come here, come here, and and the guy was. Fun as well. He was screaming when the when the wave came. I was scream as well as you can tell. That's got nice. Oh, I had so much fun, and I remember, and and I had a fall. So he showed me how to fall when I fall to protect my nose, uh, because he said mostly. Um, the, the board might knock my nose or something like that. So he he showed me how to put my hand uh, and and uh, and cover my my nose and put the the hand on the head. You know your fingers must be in the head and your hand must just cover your your nose. And I remember I had a fall and I, I forgot about all that when I fell and. And, and she said I must let go of the of the of, of the board of the surfing board and I must just protect my nose. I must worry about myself. When I fell, I held on to the board because I was thinking, what if this thing goes and I don't get to surf again? Because I'm really having fun right now. <laughs> so this is speed of a second, it happened so quick. And but but then for me it, it was a, it was the greatest thing ever because I always was I was told I was gonna fall and it, it, it was almost given that people do fall but then but then you know if you haven't done something you always worry about how it's gonna be yes. but then when I when, when I when I fell I'm like ah man that was easy and when I fell I hold on to my board I didn't hit my nose and he comes and he's like surfing wouldn't be surfing without falling and we laughed <laughs> You know, then I grabbed my board, I hopped back to my board by myself now, because now before he used to hold on to the board, help me to hop back. And I just grabbed it and hopped back. And we didn't because I, I realized later that I didn't even let go of the board. Because I think my mind was telling me, man, I'm still having fun. You're not gonna take my, my board away. <laughs> so I hopped back and, and we continued, and oh, it was the most beautiful thing ever. And 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 the fall also gave me boosted my 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 my, my self confidence because I knew what what to expect when I fall and what kind of fall would I would I get more or less. So 
surge was the most beautiful, beautiful thing. And we kept on getting nice waves and the waves were lovely that day. <gasps> yeah, so I enjoyed it. And the hour just went, I couldn't believe when we said, yeah, the hour is it's over now. I'm like, why? <laughs> and then because I asked him at the end, like, I, I should, can I just float? Because like I said, my tradition of being in the water, I always float at the end. And I asked him, is it possible that I could just float in the sea? Which was the first as well. I've never floated in the sea. I've played in the water, but I've never floated. And he's like, no, cool, we can do that. And we went and I floated. Whoa! And with the waves pushing me up and down. Oh, I felt like a real swimmer. Like, yes! (laughs) So it was the most beautiful, beautiful experience. If I could, I'll do it today again. <laughs> so what's going to be next? Are you going to try water skiing or, or are you just going to try and get back to surfing? Sure. Okay. So because because I've, I've I've tried the pool, I've tried I've tried the dam, I've tried the sea. I think I think the river owes me. So <laughs> So I'm looking at rowing. There was a time I actually even googled rowing, just that it, it hasn't, yeah, things haven't worked out as yet. So I would love to do rowing, just to experience being in the river. And yeah, but surfing, yes, yes, top of the list. <laughs> so then something that I would like to, uh, to try and, and do is rowing. I I'm, I'm really would, would love to do that. Enjoy the river. Considering what you've told us today, I just have this little voice in the back of my head that's going, and once she starts rowing, the next year she'll be doing the doozy canoe marathon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, well. (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't say no, but I wouldn't say yes. Yeah, we'll just see. We'll just see. I love, I love being in the water. It's the most beautiful experience ever. I think it's the greatest thing I've ever done since I've got like, well, I've done great things, but yeah, yo, yo, but yeah, swimming, it's water. Harmony, just just being there. And the sense of freedom. The sense of independence, the sense of freedom, the sense that you know you can just be exist with water and just just be you know and don't fight it and just know what to do in the water to enjoy it and sure and just even water on your the smell of chlorine mm, <laughs> I tell you <laughs> and and just having water on your back and on your feet the whole body just being in the water is. It's just therapeutic. It's, it's, I don't know, nothing compares to it. And I also, like, you know, I, I, I hate it. You know, when you run, you sweat. And when you do other sports, you sweat. But with swimming, you can't see yourself sweating. <laughs> I think it's a lot nicer. It's, it's, yeah. So it's, 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 the water is just at peace, man. It's not going to fight you. Just need to know what to do. Don't fight water and exist with water. Then you'll be fine. So, yeah. And the injuries are less compared to other sports as well. So, yeah, that's, that's a plus. Absolutely. Yeah. Becky, if yes. people would like to contact you to either find out a little bit more about you or about your, the water sports, how can yeah. they contact you? Okay, so I'm on Facebook, um, Meiki Motsabi, and or you could, you could just drop in me an email. My email address is meiki.motsabi at gmail.com. I'm just going to spell it out, my name and surname. So it's just M-E-I-K-I dot M-O-T-S-H-A-B-I at gmail.com. So yeah, I'd love to hear from them. Wonderful. And while I enjoy sports. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Last yeah. question. Yes. If someone were to come to you and say, I'm visually impaired, I'm nervous about going into the water, what would you say to them to motivate them to try? Wow. Well, I would say, you know, the safest place as a blind person to be is water. <laughs> uh, and just to, to say that, you know, once you know, once you have been coached as to how to handle water, 
water it's the most beautiful thing so your fears are real because i also feared but water will never harm you water it's sta- especially at the pool stable then you just need to know what to do once you have you've been e- equipped with the knowledge you'll be perfectly fine you you'd gain your sense of independence you gain your sense of of freedom as well and and enjoy yourself as well so yes the fears are real i'm not going to dismiss that i had that but once you know what to do once you have been coached or, or uh, as to what to do you will definitely be fine and you will enjoy it forever and water it's it's beautiful it's amazing <laughs> yeah i'd say that i thought i should give you a brief note on the Doozy Canoe Marathon, which I mentioned towards the end of that interview. The Doozy Canoe Marathon takes place each year also in KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa and is a 120-kilometer canoe race taking place between the cities of Pietermaritzburg and Durban. And each year it has between 900 and 1,600 canoeists. Today's travel quote is taken from Rabindranath Tagore, who said, you can't cross the sea merely by standing and staring at the water. And on that note, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. That's it from us for this time. You can find Accessible South Africa on the web at AccessibleSouthAfrica.co.za on Facebook and Instagram at Accessible South Africa and on Twitter at Accessible SA. You can also email us at podcast at AccessibleSouthAfrica.co.za Editing by Craig Stratton using Hinderberg software. Our theme music is by Lu Chil Chow based on a motive by Lloyd Stratton. Credits read by Musa Izulu. Thank you for joining us on A Different Way of Traveling. We'll see you next time. Until then, happy travels.